Hey, everybody. Welcome to the System in Your Podcast here on Geek News Now Official. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Martin, and kind of regularly now my co-host, Jay's Wing, Zane. Hello, Zane. How are you? <laughs> I'm, He's a little I'm frozen, here. man. Man, uh, look, look, this is how it's going to be with him, but we're going to have to just deal with it. College, apartment, uh, you know how it goes, right? We have a very special guest. We'll come back to you, Zane. Very special yeah. guest, though. Uh Cynthia, Ms. Bradford, Drama Llama Mama, Donna. Jeez, uh, the list goes on of who who you are and how many hats you've worn. But welcome to the show. Thank you for being on the Sit Dominion. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, this is this is cool. I don't think uh, a lot of folks get the opportunity to be on a podcast together twice. Wait, wait, hold on. We've been on a podcast together way more than twice, but we've been on two different podcasts together. And we've also been on two different TikTok lives together. <gasps> I think I think there's a uh, break in the space-time continuum. Uh, this <laughs> but I made a joke on the whole the worlds are colliding and the worlds collide tonight for many reasons. Uh, some of which are anytime my son is on, the worlds are colliding. But with Cynthia, man, what an, an awesome influence uh, musically in, in my life. Uh, an awesome influence as an actor, as uh, taking direction. Uh, she's been very influential in all of that within theater. And so uh, her being a teacher and her experiences with that, I really wanted to get her on today and talk with her so we're gonna like dive into her stuff a little later but i wanted to not everyone that saw the tiktok or watching now and vice versa cynthia so i'd like for you to introduce yourself and tell us just real quick about your star wars introduction um my name is cynthia bradford my star wars introduction i was a 1976 baby so right after Star Wars came out, and I was an avid fan as a girl, um, that was unusual in my town. And so at recess, I would play Star Wars with the boys, and they were super excited to have a girl play. So I was obviously Princess Leia. I actually, I couldn't find it. I have a Princess Leia doll I made in art class. It's horrific, but she has the string buns, and then mm. I overdid lipstick but um so i would play star wars with the boys i remember going to see um return of the jedi in theaters i remember seeing empire strikes back in the theaters just been a huge fan i have all the you know the old kenner toys i have all of those um at my parents house they're saving them i'm not sure for what but they won't let me play with them they're just they're in a shrine in their garage so i'm i i I'm an OG Star Wars fan. I'm not as versed on the newer stuff. I've seen the newer movies, um, have some strong opinions on them. But yeah, I, I love Star Wars. I've always been fascinated with it, especially the dark side versus, you know, the Jedi. It's, it's, it's the classic tale of good versus evil. But obviously, you know, your podcast looks at the more in-depth layers of mm -hmm. evil versus you know, what they have to be. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally the point of the show, right? Is, is exactly that, that just 
don't don't look at things as so dang black and white when it comes to storytelling, right? And the lessons that we can learn. Um, wow, and that's that's also huge for theater. So one of the other big pieces of of Cynthia's life, and one of the reasons that we came to meet each other was through community theater and being in shows and and the music stuff. Uh, she was the very first person that uh, really kind of opened me up vocally on stage. And that's something I, I've always been on stage playing music or whatever guitar, you know, for rock bands or whatever. But when it comes to like musical theater, that's a whole nother animal. And and she was very instrumental in that in my very first show. But always thankful, always thankful, Cynthia, thank you. So when I can't uh, kind of touch on some of that too, because there's always theatrics in the dark side, isn't there? Oh, so, oh, yes. so awesome. So we have a bit of news and we're gonna break from, uh, Star Wars, <clears throat> because uh, someone really important to geekdom and fandom passed away this week, and uh, her name was Arlene Sorkin, and she was the voice of Harley at the very beginning. Like, would Harley, the question I asked, I think, uh, in our outline for tonight was, would Harley Quinn be Harley Quinn without Arlene Sorkin? And if you know anything about that, I know you do, Zane. <laughs> I don't know, Cynthia, how much you know about old Harley Quinn, uh, but I I would have to just I'm just gonna say no. I think that voice was what made her. But you you guys go. I don't know, Zane, or are you lying? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. It might not it might not show me, but I'm here. Uh, honestly, I think it it really made her stand out. Yeah, you know, in everything, uh, and my camera died. In everything that's been uh, with the Joker and everything, yeah, it just—they all had this more uniform-ish man voice, and so having someone like Harley Quinn with mm. this more—I don't want to say Boston accent, but it was a very yeah different. <laughs> It really made her character shine through a lot of the more sidekick type stuff. I would agree. Totally. Do you have any experience with old Harley Quinn? Drama Lama Mama? Just a little bit. I know, like, anytime I heard her voice, it was very iconic and you knew exactly who, who it was. But that is a sad loss. Um, I, a lot of my students um, have actually talked about that today. So mm. um, we have a a lot of uh, future geekdom participants and fans in middle school that are very well versed in all of that. So, so you need to get them on board with the Sit Dominion show, Cynthia. I do, I do, I do. Extra credit. <laughs> yes. Did you watch the show last night? Uh, that was a good point, Kevin Conroy. Uh, wow, what a uh, one of our one of our uh, vocal actors that I think personified like what it means to be a, a, a respected voice actor so i think sometimes when we look at these these panels and these cons and i think sometimes you can see folks get a little annoyed or or what have you but any any in any story i've ever heard uh of kevin conroy has been something that was very memorable and was not something i'm trying to look up here that i can find that exact i can't can't find that exact thing. But anyways, uh, Kevin Conroy, also, we did lose. You're right. That sucks. You got to see, someone got to see Kevin Conroy at the event. Oh, Shield Maiden. 
What's up, Cat? Missed you tonight. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to take a minute for that because uh, in in geekdom, we in in fandom world, nerddom, we have a lot of uh, a, of different animated type things, video games, and and animated series, anime, uh, manga, all these things that you need voice actors for, and I, I don't know, man. I, I think even kind of bridging that gap to theater, theater, would certain characters be certain characters if certain actors or actresses did not play them? And I think you could make an argument either either way. And I think a good example of that is Ray Stevens uh, in Ahsoka as Balin right now. Um, I'm super sad. I don't know where the story's going. Uh, and actually, it's on right now, of course. Of course, they change the date of Ahsoka to the day that our show is. Just want to throw that out. Just please. So, yes, yeah, so I think the actor, Ray Stevens, sorry, jumping in this, and he passed away too. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss. That was, that's a lot of uh, geekdom loss there. And I think it's funny too. You guys, uh, if you were to say you, Princess Leia, I don't know, it would be your favorite. Who was your absolute favorite? Wait, hold on. Let me guess this. Han Solo. Well, of course. I mean, Han Solo. <laughs> um, yeah, favorite was always Han Solo. But as I got older, um, I really liked Obi-Wan's arc. I really, I really loved seeing them go back to Ewan McGregor. I was a huge Ewan mm. McGregor fan because of Star Wars. And then he did Moulin Rouge, which was like, ooh, marriage mm. of two of my favorite worlds. Ooh, um, Moulin Rouge is but good. Yeah, yeah. And he and he's such, I think he's such a brilliant actor. Um, I thought he carried Alec the Alec Guinness role very well mm -hmm. <clears throat> as the younger Obi-Wan Kenobi um, so, but also in the newer ones, I'm a huge fan of Poe. Mm. Love, love, love the actor. Thought I really feel, I think I said this to you the other night on the live, but the Star Wars franchise has done a good job of taking kind of obscure actors and making them iconic, mm -hmm. um, whether good or bad for their career. You know, sometimes that's all they can do or be seen as, but, um, I love that that Star Wars has done that for these, and like you were saying with these these actors, it becomes who they are and the identity associated with them. So, yeah, and you you'll see at these uh, comic cons where people you know line up just like they would for I, who you know Hayden Christensen, like they'll line up for Arlene as well, like just to get get a chance to see them and talk to them and get their autograph. It, that that amount of influence and impact. Um, you know, flip into the leadership and, and business side of things um, and personal growth. I mean, that, that sort of influence is earned. It's not like right out of the box, people were down and loved it, right? I mean, that voice for me was kind of Fran Drescher-ish at first. I did not appreciate it at all. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if any listeners know who Fran Drescher is, but <laughs> very annoying voice. Um, I don't know if Zane, you're still here. Are you still here? I'm still here. 
Okay, uh, well, it looks like did. you're crossing your fingers like your 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 video is going to work at some point. Uh, that was that was a crossing fingers at the. Let's hope it's not Mark next. Oh yeah, I needed to pop that. Yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Please don't take Mark. And then, of course, Cat's immediate response is don't don't put that Darth Zane. Don't put that. Oh my goodness. He's he's too too good. That's true, man. Don't 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 speak that. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I need my Joker. <laughs> um all right. We'll 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 take a take a detour here. So, uh that was our Hollow Net news. We're talking about Arlene Sorkin passing away. Um Darth Scion is kind of the deep dive tonight and we're going to as as always kind of mix our deep dive and our uh, Corbon Corner a little bit, um, and I want to I want to come over here and talk talk about Cynthia first. Um, so she's a, a currently a theater teacher. Um, she would play Star Wars as she told us at recess. Uh, she would go do like these karate kicks to people. She told me like because she thought she was tough. Um, she was in love with a kid that would be Luke. They would swing on the rope tire swing stuff together like in that scene. Uh, I'm making that up, but I will tell you that I knew it was Han, not because I read her bio, but because just she's that kind of Han girl. Like that's yeah. that's just she's gotta, <laughs> the, you know, she's gotta go for the yeah. dude that's gonna, you know, scoundrel, you know, nerve herder, yeah. who's scruffy looking. <laughs> so, um, so let's let's talk about you as a theater teacher, and and I've never. I never was in theater as a kid or, or anything like that. So I have no reference point for what theater is. I just know drama kids were always kind of off. And yes, I know I'm, I'm doing that now. And like, okay, I get it. I'm not, <laughs> but, but so how, theater is there a difference, not negative, you know, good or bad. It's just, is there a difference in a kid that really loves theater takes after theater Versus a kid that's like, no, 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 I'm down with algebra. I mean, is there a difference in in those children? I think so. So I'm a huge advocate for the arts, particularly for kids who struggle in other subjects, because those kids that are deemed the bad kids, to quote your air quote, to follow up with your air quotes, those kids that are deemed the bad kids in other classes are actually the leaders in my class. Uh, they, they tend to not be afraid to take risks in theater, which is something you need to do. They tend to take charge that energy that is deemed, you know, that labels them a bad kid in the other class is exactly the energy I'm looking for in theater class. So those kids that dart around the room that can't sit still, those are the kids, the kids that are plotting in the other class or daydreaming in the other class are the ones that succeed in my class. So a lot of times they want to pull these kids out. A lot of times they're struggling in other classes and they want to pull them out of theater to do remediation and to, to, to work on different things. And I say, no, please leave them in here. This is where they shine. This is their opportunity to thrive. So I think it follows really well with what you're preaching and teaching is you can channel those things that are deemed not necessarily Jedi traits that are more dark side traits. You can channel those and that makes them successful in my class. So theater kids are definitely a different breed. Uh, 
there are kids that succeed in both areas, but to truly succeed in theater class, you have to be willing to make fun of yourself and let also let your guard down. You have to really be able to say, this is who I am. We do a lot of building up relationships in class. Most of what we do the first part of the year is building relationships so that we can trust each other. And we have a saying in theater class that what happens in theater stays in theater, unless it's gonna harm someone else or harm yourself, it stays in here. So you have kids on all levels of the social structure at school, sharing these intimate personal details, you know, like my grandma's on hospice, I don't know how mm. long she's gonna live. The, the nerdy, you know, kid that never talks says, the popular girl goes, my grandma just died a year ago, we went through the same thing, here's how I can help you. So. I love theater in in the fact that it unites people, one that wouldn't normally be united, but two, those kids that that are just the one that the ones the teachers, other teachers like are looking forward mm -hmm. to not being there at school that day, those are the kids I love and that flock to theater because that's where they get to truly use those talents mm -hmm. in a productive way. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Thank you. I, I think that's a good segue to you, Zane, where you were in uh, the uh, in band. You did theater as orchestra pit, right? Yes. I was a drum um, set for the pit. Okay. Is Do you feel uh, you're a little closer to that still than either <laughs> Cynthia or I? <laughs> so, so, I mean, what, what sort of... Uh, what sort of feelings do you have on that um, based on especially what Cynthia was just talking about? Because I wouldn't say that you were a theater kid, quote unquote, but certainly you had some friends in theater. So, oh, yeah, I, I will say that there is a difference. 100 percent is a difference between these band kids. I, I kind of lump them into three categories, your band kids, your choir kids, your theater kids. Right. And uh, each one has their strengths and weaknesses that it, it kind of meshes together. But I always saw the theater kids as the ones who were always so, uh, they were outgoing. You know, they weren't afraid to put uh, what they needed and wanted out into the world. They would uh, really take charge. And I think that was something I really admired from a lot of them because I mean, it takes a lot to just, I mean, when you're in a band or a choir, I mean, you're singing with a group, but when you're in theater, you're acting your own part, you know? Yeah. No one else has that part in the entire group but you, unless you're like Oompa Loompa number three. <laughs> but even Oompa Loompa number three is important. Exactly. So would you right. say Oompa that Oompa it's number three very... is like the you know, clone troopers, mm -hmm. like, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say like the community piece of that, right? The the support system that you have for that, as you were describing, kind of Cynthia, um, and it, it. So so kicking it over to Darth Sion. So Darth Sion, uh, 
just lived in constant pain. So if you if you know anything about Darth Vader, right? He never was fully healed. The stuff that he had for his armor and mechanics and respiratory and all it just kept him alive. He pretty much lived off the force and he lived in a constant state of pain. Now, now if you if you kick that way back in time to 3000 years or whatever to Darsion, same kind of kind of thing except for Sion was like dead like dead like he held his body and his life force together by sheer will and when we were talking a little bit about this on the uh, TikTok live the other night I was talking about how sometimes I feel like and I my ex-wife was a teacher and and I feel like you teachers man you give and you give and it, like sheer willpower is the only thing that's holding you together <laughs> um, from from breaking apart because my assumption is uh, just just like Scion, I mean you're you're drawing on emotion from around you, you're drawing on suffering from around you, you're drawing on pain from around you, and then the role of an influencer, a TikTok influencer, a leader, an influencer, uh, a teacher, a mentor, isn't that your role? Is to support. And, and maybe guide through and, and, and absorb some of that so they can see more clearly? So one of my favorite activities that I do with my students, and it ends up being theirs, and they beg to do it several times a year. It only works once. I can only do it once a year. I do kind of, a, I don't call it a meditation because parents kind of have a problem with meditation, but it's a guided meditation. And it's honestly, these kids, especially in today, they don't know how to process their feelings. So I, as a theater teacher, you need to learn how to process your feelings so that you can convey other characters' feelings on stage. And what we do is I turn the lights out and you can sit or lay down and I just walk them through. We start at their toes, we go to the top, top of their head and we relax the whole body. And then I just take them on this journey. And I, it, it's, Honestly, the first time I did it, I kind of made it up and it's really hooey and otherworldly and, but the kids love it and they couldn't figure out why. And the reason is, is because they're learning how to separate themselves. And this is very similar to a lot of things in Star Wars, separate themselves from the world they are in and take themselves to another place. Usually it's a memory or it's a memory of a person in a place that I've created for them. So I've created this safe place for them to go to. Sometimes we're floating on a tube down a river and they're just floating there. And when they're done, we have I have to guide them back into the classroom because if you do it too abruptly, I have to make sure I end 10 minutes before the bell rings because they have to be able to come back. They, it's this flood of feelings. And you would think this would be the easiest day of theater for me because all I'm doing is you're going down a river. But I, that end of that day, I am so drained because a lot of these kids are bawling. They don't know why they're crying. It's because they just had this experience where they removed themselves from school and took themselves to a place they may have never been before or explored. Mm -hmm. So yeah, as a teacher, you're constantly giving and giving and you're also receiving, you know, I'm sure Zane probably spilled the beans on a lot of things at home um, to his mm -hmm. teachers without even realizing it. Your teachers 
his teachers knew a lot about you that you you would not have wanted them to know. These kids will tell you things, good and bad, and you have to process that. And I've had kids tell me things that legally I'm required to report, and they've begged me to not report it, and I have to. And and that's damaged my relationship with them yeah. sometimes because it involves their family. So yes, as a teacher, there are days you're holding yourself together, but um, these kids just give you so much back mm -hmm. too. You know, they give you so much back. So hopefully that answered your oh, question. Totally. And Zane, from your perspective, as I mean, still a student even today. Or no, he's he's gone. That's okay. Yeah. Oh no, here he is. Hold it. No, no, I froze. It froze a little second. It froze a little second. What'd you say? <laughs> I'm saying from your perspective, like as as a student, uh, being a, being in a situation like with your, you know, section leader or or your your lessons, if you had private lessons or with a, your band director, just knowing that you're you're frustrated or or what have you, knowing that there's a mentor, teacher, leader there that one you you trust that you could be vulnerable and ask for help, which is huge. You know, Cynthia in your position to show them strength with vulnerability is a fine line to walk so that they can trust you right um so zane from your perspective looking up at a, at a teacher did you have a teacher influential like that for you where you felt like they continually just absorbed everything from every student um there were very few teachers that i think a lot of people had a really close relationship in that aspect. And I think it was because of in our district, a lot of the teachers here aren't getting paid enough and they're just living a really hard life to where it is hard for them to connect to their students on that level. But as I said, though, there were those few teachers like the band directors or I can remember my English teacher my senior year where no matter what, you could be as sarcastic with her and she would rebound right back at you with the exact same energy. But at that same point, you know, that almost was a kind of respect that you both gave each other. Mm -hmm. And so I, I know there are definitely those teachers there that you can. Uh, I don't think I ever had any specifically that I would talk to like that just because I kind of kept to myself a lot. Well, it, you know, earlier when I said my ex-wife was a teacher, Zane's mother is a teacher. <laughs> and so a teacher. within the same district, it's kind of hard maybe to, like, trust that stuff won't end up back in other places. And I get but that. You made a good point, um, Dr. Martin, that teachers are, that we just, teachers and students just went through a global pandemic. We are, uh, we've been through a traumatic event. Counselors uh, will tell you that we, as a world, we've been through a traumatic event. There are a lot of teachers who are burnt out and aren't able to, for whatever reason, whether they're not supported by admin, whether they're not supported by parents, whether they have students that just were taught during COVID, they didn't, they weren't, didn't have to be held accountable for anything. These a lot of teachers just 
aren't able to do do pull themselves together and hold themselves together. They're just not. So you see a lot of teachers leaving the profession because of that. I feel very lucky because I'm at a school where I'm very supported by my admin. Also, I'm teaching theater, which doesn't have the same the same requirements and and things looming over you like the star test. I don't teach to the star test. Uh, so, but you do have a lot of teachers that are facing a lot of challenges where and they're not able to hold themselves together. So they're leaving the profession. I think that's what Zane was probably seeing a lot of in his mm -hmm. district. Yeah. Where was the training? Uh, and maybe you can speak to this or Zane, if, if you saw your mother go through this with like, okay, we're coming back from the pandemic. This is how you need to handle it or some, some two you know, tips and tricks to handle crazy kids coming back that have spent the year at home. Like, was there anything like that? We had some training. The first day back, the first two weeks back were horrible because we, our school went back in person in August of 2020 and these kids had not been integrated with people and no one talked. Like the worst thing in a theater class is for no one to talk. And people, the kids were scared. They didn't know how to socially interact anymore. I don't know on Zane's perspective what he saw, but at my school, it was a good month before kids were even, they were scared to speak to each other because they'd been at home. And if you spoke to anyone outside your family, you could possibly get COVID. And that, you know, so Zane, I don't know what you saw. Um. Well, coming from a more... Uh redneck area i would say <laughs> it wasn't more of the quiet but it was it, it felt a lot louder than usual almost like on the opposite side of the spectrum where a lot of people were more vocal about their beliefs just walking in the hallway and i, I just think that was crazy mm. yeah that is an interesting dynamic um especially in in texas where there's different ends of the spectrum all living together uh in a in a happy town but i will tell you to that point uh to segue into another little bit here the diversity that occurs within a theater stage i i don't know any other diversity like it and I say that from the color of your skin to your religion or your faith or lack of or your whatever. I, it, it just doesn't matter. Like we're on stage and we're performing together. Um, people, people would know who I am and what I stand for and, and, and know that in my heart it's, I'm, I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, I'm passionate. And, um, I think you would attest to this, Zane, within uh, band and, and the arts, right? And then, of course, Cynthia, you see it on, on, on stage with me in the theater, but then also in your kids, just that diversity you, you touched on, I think, earlier. Absolutely. And how does that diversity, though? So this is one of the things that I, I really like like to look at um, in business is is that diversity. If you uh, want to be successful, then you have to have other ideas than what's in your own head. Your own ideas in your own head are only going to take you so far because no one person is an island. And 
getting to a goal is is where you learn the goal where does it end it's not an event it's the learning that takes place and to towards the event and so when you when you look at that changes not an event it's it's a process it, it, it makes more sense to me that I'm going to want to include everyone I can that's going to make me successful. Where everyone I can that makes me successful, I'm trying to look for where I have some sort of prerequisite from where you're from or what you, <laughs> what you eat or what. I don't care. Where you, what, what do you do? What can you do to make my vision help me make my vision complete? Darcyan was the same way, and his problem was his passion. You see how, what I'm about to do here? So part of the fan theory piece for a little later, too, is uh, we'll talk about it now. I don't care. Where are we at on time? Oh, we're fine on time. We'll do it now. So one of the fan theories uh, I was looking at, I actually thought this um, through the series. Um, so in the Knights of the Old Republic series, uh, you have Darcyon, who's Lord of Pain. He's you know, whatever, part of the Triumvirate. Uh, but he has an apprentice, too, at one point, Mitra. And one of the things about uh, their, when they were doing whatever they were doing together, he started to kind of have feelings for her, I think, in a way. Just like Ventress. Uh, Zane, you were on the Ventress show, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't we talk about that? Uh, what's his name having feelings for Ventress? Uh, uh, that guy. Yeah, but, and it blinded him. It blinded mm-hmm. like his passion and his... So, so the theory is that his passion and, and and feelings he started to have for Mitra, his apprentice, caused him a very small lapse in judgment, which caused his his demise. Now, the the other the flip side of that is it's because of that, and this is where the theory comes into play. It's because of that that maybe he had redemption. Because of his love for Mitra, he had redemption. Because of Vader's love for his son, Anakin had redemption. So I, I don't want to dwell too much on that fan theory, but I, I think it's important to point out this is exactly what we've been talking about because within theater, as a teacher, why are you a teacher? Because I'm passionate about kids. Why are you in theater? Well, because I'm passionate about being passionate on stage. <laughs> why are you in band? Because I'm passionate about banging on the bongos. You know, why are you doing this podcast? Because I'm passionate about leadership and I just want to share what I know with people. I'm not getting paid for this yet. Maybe one day. <laughs> so, so thinking about that, um, Take, take. I, I, I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but is there a moment in your life that you could look back like Scion and think there was a moment of weakness that, in the end, kind of opened up and showed me something about myself? So, in in Scion's moment of weakness, he you know gets taken out, but he realized something more about himself than what he even thought he was. And he finally had peace. So is there something, hey, I don't like I said, I want to put you on the spot and make you share something crazy, but anything that you've done that may be a little questionable, but it helped you understand who you were. 
I'm gonna let Zane take this one first while I okay, think. Okay, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll be do, careful. No, just. Nah, I got, I got this, I got this. I'll do something very recent. Um, so I'm on the Overwatch team at Texas State, right? Or at least I have been. Who knows? Maybe I'm not gonna be on it this next semester. But I think one of the biggest things for me is that uh, I play main support, which is just characters who heal. And that's as much as I'm going to get into it. But uh, there were a couple matches during scrims that we lost because of me, of my mechanical error, because I couldn't aim correctly or because I just wasn't balancing my utilities correctly. And it really, it really made me look back and think about, do, do I really want to do this? <laughs> and what can I do to better succeed in this? But also I learned that um, I, 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 I could point it out. Like mid-game, I would do something and then immediately react and think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> which in in this game is a lot harder to do where you could be uh just overextending with your team and end up dying and be like well my team wasn't with me no no you were just going out a little too far it was your own fault and i think during that moment of weakness of me losing it kind of made me realize that uh I can adapt a lot faster than a lot of the other people on that team. And I need to use that more often. What I really dig about what you just said of everything was I asked myself, do I really want to do this? That was the first question you asked. <laughs> change, change is not an event, right? You got to ask the question. How do you, how do you even know what to do to fix it if you don't ask the first question? Do I even want to do this? Mm -hmm. And what's your next question? Okay, yes. Now how? How do I get to the point? What are the steps I need to take? That was that was a, a, a great example of what we've been talking about. That that change Let's go. has to start with questioning what you're doing. Where are you going? What you, where are you go? Sorry, I think you started talking. I'm sorry. No, I said let's go. Huh? <laughs> Cynthia, did you think of one? We had to pass. Huh? So this is kind of like Zane's, but with a kind of different ending. Um, so I worked, this was the biggest, weirdest job for me ever, but I, I, I used to run a private voice and piano studio out of my home. And one of my students' dads said, hey, I have a business. We need someone like you in it. Would you come work for us? It was a financial planning company. So I quit everything I did, dove into financial planning. I was terrible at it, like <laughs> terrible. Like I was horrible at it. And I just kept trying to fit in. Uh, and you, you, there's a certain test you had to pass. It was the CFP test. I was taking it at the same time. Hotshot guy was taking it. New kid on the block. He was, you know, 25. He was taking it. We were taking it the same day. 
Um, and I'd been at this company for three years and my heart wasn't in it. I was at a desk job. Uh, I loved the people aspect of it. I would get to meet with clients and, and talk with them about their lives. And my clients liked that, but I just, I was not good like with money. And I took the test and I remember looking at the test going, they gave me the wrong test. Like they signed me into the wrong test. This is nothing what I studied. I bombed the test, mm. like bombed the test. Jeez. And the joke at the office was no one who failed the test still works at the office. And here I failed the test and this other guy passed it. I'm sure he got a medal of honor or something. I'm still bitter. <laughs> it's like, but, um, so I went back and I'm like, I don't like what I'm doing here. And that's hard because like, you get in a groove and, you know, I have insurance, I have a good paying mm -hmm. job. And if I stick around and pass this test, I'll get paid more. But I, I was overweight. I was miserable. I was working 12 hours a day. I'd gained a ton of weight working at this job because I didn't, I didn't feel good about myself. And uh, at the time I was like, you know, I just, I don't know why I just started looking into teaching and the school was being built here. It was a charter school. I needed an alternative school for one of my kids and went and talked with them. And we were just talking, I was talking with the principal and she's like, oh my gosh, you'd be perfect for our theater, you know, our theater department. I'm like, well, I don't have my teaching certificate yet. She's like, as long as you're enrolled in a program, we can hire you. And I was, I had just enrolled like the week before. Oh, wow. And, uh, it's a huge, it's a huge challenge. Yes. Do I want to keep doing this? Uh, it was the safer option for me to stay at a job I hated, uh, that I was not successful at, that I made me feel bad about myself daily. Um, it was terrifying to switch careers. You know, I was over 35, I was over 40. I was over four. Oh my gosh. I was over 40 at the time. That's terrifying. Dana, you're doing it right you know you're you're delving out you know you just got your edd you know but uh ultimately like when you look at the world like it's much more glorifying to be a financial planner than a teacher i mean mm -hmm. i've been puked on i've been you know i've uh all all sorts of stories you would not believe that have happened to me that are not glamorous but i'm so much happier i lost weight i got healthy my mental health is so much better so yeah you have to ask yourself do i want like zane said do you want to keep doing this and sometimes the answer is no and you see that in star wars too like do mm -hmm. i want to continue on this path no like no, I need to change something. There was that huge struggle with Kylo Ren. Did he want to, you know, I mean, that was his whole conflict was, do I want to continue this? And it's hard to make those changes and you're giving up a lot, mm -hmm. but ultimately you need to decide one, if it's worth it for Zane, it was for me, it wasn't for Zane, you know, for, for me, it was life saving to change. Um, so hopefully that answered your question. But um, right. every day, even my hardest day at school is better than my best day when I was a financial planner. Mm. And I tell myself that every day. So, no, it's amazing. And I, you know, it's been alluded to that, you know, teachers are kind of abused a bit and uh, financially and, and, and emotionally and mentally. And it's exhausting. And, uh, 
sometimes you got to just the sheer will of the force hold yourself together to get through the end and i think when you see the legacy that that uh the story of of dark scion leaves it's that of perseverance it's that of potentially redemption it's that of seeing seeing through beginning to the end it's uh wanting to potentially change your path even right at the end um you know i i, I think there's there's a uh i'm an emotional guy for for you two that are on the show right now y'all know this but those of you that are watching you may not know and i'll I'll keep it together, but um, I think for me, the biggest the biggest thing in in choosing and, and creating and challenging yourself to go down some path to get yourself unstuck. What is it you want? And you got to start with those questions, right? Um, if you don't figure it out until you're forty, how old am I? Forty seven? I don't even know. Eight? I don't know. Right? We're the same age. You're forty seven. Whatever. Yes. I'm old. I <laughs> got a haircut today and I was like, I need some just for men or something. This is terrible. I don't even know what to do with that. Um, but nobody's, nobody, no Jedi is perfect. No Sith is perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody does it right all the time. And you know what? The Jedi can stick it with their arrogant, uh, we know better and we're going to go assassinate Dooku, but keep it on the down low. Oh, yeah, y'all. Moral high ground, right? Um, Darth Vader. Anakin Skywalker, I will always come back to because in the end, he is the epitome of redemption. He is the epitome of second chances. He's the epitome of it's never too late. I heard someone say to me, I am so angry with my parent, I won't give it away, that if that parent were to die and on their deathbed ask me to forgive them and love them i would tell them no and i thought to myself you know what i you can read an article on geek news now about my relationship with my father <laughs> but i will tell you now if on his deathbed i'm sorry i love you all right love you too man there there is there is always always room for redemption now yes i get it there are situations, uh, abusive situations, things like this. I'm not talking about those situations. I'm talking about taking your life in your hands, walking forward in your journey, making a mistake, falling down. The least successful people in this world are people that fall down and just stay down. The least successful people in this world are people that fall down, stay down, and find an excuse as to why they shouldn't get up. The most successful people in this world are people that are positive. Name one positive person that isn't semi or successful and name one negative person that's super successful. So you're supposed to get successful and then be positive? No. <laughs> be positive to be successful. Darcyon, passionately positive about taking over everything. <laughs> well, I thought that was a good way to put it. I'm trying to be influential, right? It's influence, not um so kind of kind of bringing all this back to uh our, our our teacher friends our theater friends um how collectively what made the sith unique in my opinion up until palpatine was their diversity uh they were very inclusive 
they did not shy away from bringing on apprentices and they did not shy away from creating small little assassin groups or whatever. Um, the Jedi were quite inclusive. And I think the lesson out of that is your arrogance can blind you if you don't realize that your diversity is important for your success as well. Wow, I've been talking too much. Um, just a lot of stuff. This was a really meaty episode. We talked about a lot of stuff, man. Um, and this was fun. We're going to try to wrap it up uh, and do a little recap. Cynthia and Zane. Zane goes uh, to college. He's in his marching band. I don't know. Do you do you want me to tell? You can tell him. Where do you go to school? It's up oh, to you. I go to school at Texas State University. Texas go State Bobcats. University. Huh? What'd you say? I said eat them up. Eat them. Eat them. Is that your thing? I don't know. Yep. All right. Eat, eat them, them up. up Kylo Ranger guy. Gotcha. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia, what do you got coming up? What do you want to kind of promo for folks that that'll see this within your circles? Oh, geez. Um, I I don't I don't have any. Well, I am directing a Christmas Carol at a theater company in November and December, so we need people to come out and audition for that. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm wrapping up a year. Every year, I make a physical goal, and this year, my physical goal was to run a half marathon every month. And so, I just did my August. I've hit every month far. So, is that what you did? It like in the middle of the night? The yeah. Night? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that there's a whole episode we could make out of that with about dark and light and just my lamp went out my last mile like I didn't charge it enough. And the whole way you stay on course is with reflectors. And like, oh, if you don't have a light, you can't see the course. It was it was a whole lot. But we are but having yeah. you on for another episode to walk through that <laughs> because that is 100 percent. Talk to me offline about the story and I'll get the right. <laughs> the right Sith Lord yeah, for it, man. Totally. But you know, I'm excited. Um, I'm taking, you know, I'm I took a I'm taking a break from the theater, kind of talking back to what you're saying. At times you need to know like how to find yourself and your redemption and who you are. And so I'm really using this break to 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 explore other passions that I have. So <laughs> cat. <laughs> I've never done one ever total. Well, I don't know. The winning singer, I probably did. That was whew, that was rough. Uh, Zane, what do you got yeah. coming up? You got some shows, right? Yeah, I got a gig coming up this weekend in oh, Austin, Texas. At the Little Saloon? The Little Longhorn Saloon, little yes, Longhorn Saloon. from 9 to 12. They have their own at, Twitch channel. Yeah. I, I'm i cooking dinner. I kick it on, man. Uh yeah, I'm 13. Oh, the whole 13. Man, I saw this. I was like, what? What an odd amount of miles. What are you talking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm terrible. Uh, so Little Longhorn Saloon. Yeah, they got a Twitch. I kick on listening to those guys, man. They they rock. Uh, well, they we talk because it's country. But we talk. Well, that sounded weird. Just move on. We're talking. <laughs> what else you got? You got some marching band uh, stuff, right? Yeah, I actually have marching band the week of the 16th. I'm going to be playing there at the stadium for halftime. And then right after, you can kick it to the porch in San Mo. 
and watch me play a gig there. Oh, you're coming off the field and going to a gig? Yep. <sighs> Playing kit on both? Mm-hmm. So you play kit in the pit on the field? Yes, sir. That's a mouthful. Do you have to carry your own drums or do you have a Sorry. <laughs> little drum tech guy? Hey, Zane, I got you. No? Yeah. No, I don't have like a little elf running around. So I will say I did get to see him play live uh, with uh, the band uh, Bo Moore in the back 40. And he's in the back, back 40 on the drums. And uh, wow. I mean, yeah, of course. Like I'm a dad. So I'm like, awesome. But uh, I'm also a musician. So. You know, if something happens and Zane knows it happens, I I will see him catch my glance as I'm looking at him because I hear it happen too. <laughs> it's like this. Yeah, we know. So uh, because of that, like if you if you if you sucked, like I tell you, I I wouldn't be like, yeah, go watch my son. You know that, right? Yeah, he tells me every single day. It's okay. I have high. Well, now what do you have? What do you have coming up, Dana? What do yeah. I have? Uh, I've got, yeah, what do you have I've got, uh, we've got one more show next week. Uh, I know I had said I was going to be off two weeks, but my uh, travel for work, my real job, my paying job got uh, rescheduled. So we'll have one more show next week, uh, and we'll be covering Darth Treya. Ooh, Darth Treya, finally, finally. Why you got to sound like a Skeksis? <gasps> we, need to do, we need to do a Dark Crystal episode. Ooh. Oh um, my gosh! I know, right? But oh, it's dark. It's got dark in the title. I don't That's know. We'll it out. Maybe we'll go on Geek Gauntlet and I'll do. The, we'll all do this big thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then, uh, and then I'm off a week, uh, and then we'll come back uh, because I, I will have to do that travel. But man, uh, I'm I'm starting to do some more content on uh, TikTok, like voiceover stuff, and just talking about a few things and and doing lives every day within the noon hour it just depends on my work schedule for 20 30 minutes just talking out loud and, and interacting with whoever wants to join and talk so that's kind of what i'm doing right now uh i do you know hope that some folks will find me on uh upwork or fiverr and hire me to be their um leadership coach that would be awesome so yeah that's it okay well, i had to do that pause so that we're all like for the screenshot okay <laughs> Oh, I, I do, do have, I have to, to have uh, uh, this. We talked about this right before the show. Um, we did TikTok live uh, a couple times between two of us or whatever. And uh, there was someone I had met in one of these little grow rooms uh, that I she had some Sithy kind of dark side stuff on, on her post. And I just want to shout out no one broken. Uh, just shout out to you if you watch the show because you have been totally awesome following us and liking our posts and everything. So thank you. Uh, yeah. Funkishin. Yes. Uh, so go go like and follow her. Um, don't like to do this, but I if you don't subscribe, like it makes it more difficult financially on us to do all this. So please subscribe. Uh, subscribe and like and all the fun things. We have so many shows on this channel. For I just said we can do Skeksis probably on Heat Gauntlet because that covers games, anime, everything. Um, so yeah, you need to get merch. You need to get merch. I need to get merch. Ooh, I do have I do have a couple of cool things, Ooh. but I don't have them for sale. I think I can show you one of them. Oh. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, oh, look at that. Ooh. 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 That Sith Dominion merch. Mug. I think I'll, I'll, I'll have the... Okay, so if you watch the show or listen to the podcast, jump on TikTok tomorrow between 12 and 1 at some point. I'll go live and I'll be drinking coffee from my Sith Dominion coffee cup. It looks awesome. And if like 18 people say they want one, I'll talk to my, my boss and here at Geek News Now and see if we can get them. I just said that out loud. I know. If I say it 18 times, can I get one? <laughs> I also have some t-shirts that we're going to be – What we have that coming up. I forgot. Uh, September, second weekend of September. Like, no. Huh, I don't know, God. The 12th, uh, 9th through the 12th. What's the – the? we have College Station Comic Con. Are you? Do you have something to do that weekend, son? The 12th? 9th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. College I, Station Comic Con. I might have a game that ninth, but other than that, I'm free. Okay. Uh, College Station Comic Con, Geek News Now, me as Dana Martin, staff writer and host for uh, Sit Dominion. We will, I will, we collectively, whatever, we'll be marching around there, interviewing people, talking to people, uh, having a good old time. So that's coming up too. So if you're at College Station, Bryan College Station area or Central Texas area, uh, come out to the College Station Comic Con. And say you saw the Sith Dominion, and maybe I'll, I'll get. I think I have some stickers too. Maybe get a sticker. I don't know. Maybe something. Okay, there I go again, just rattling off my mouth. All right. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Well, and, and so yeah, I mean, there's so many. We could talk talk forever. Uh, other podcasts, I don't I don't say as much, but that was because <laughs> there was plenty of other people to talk. Uh, this podcast, I love it because I get to just job. Just kidding. Hey, uh, honestly, folks, I do appreciate everyone uh, that does watch. Uh, we love having the interaction. I had one more last thing. Um, I promised that I would pull something from our discussion online, but I don't know where it just went. Uh, it was. Here it is. So I had asked the question in, uh, where did I ask this? The GNN greats and, uh, group, and I also asked it in Star Wars Geeks of the World Unite. And I said, while Darcyon is undoubtedly aligned with the dark side, he has shown moments of hesitation, especially in his interactions with the exile, Mitra Sirk. Do you believe there's a possibility of redemption for characters like Sion or... Are they too far gone? So we, we talked about this. We had a good conversation about that, but what does someone else say? We had two, uh, I think, really, really good comments through this. Um, the first being Darth Xana uh, from the Bane books. We Ooh. talked about Bane. We talked about Xana on, like, what was that, show three or four or something? Um, so go back uh, on YouTube and check that in the playlist. Uh, we talk about Bane and Rule 2 and Darth Xana. And we do touch on her. Uh, conflict that she had and that was a, a bit that we we spent a couple minutes on that uh that, was... she, that Zana had some some conflict on wanting to fulfill uh her oath but that she wanted to be a sith and she didn't know what she uh, just a brilliant piece that was brought up thank you andrew uh and then cam if so this is a good one. Cam, he's a host on uh, Cam in Focus, and he's also one of the co-hosts on yeah, the other show, Cantina Happy Hour, that I've been on. Um, 
And I like his response. He said, he, I, I wouldn't say he's worthy of redemption, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve to be thought of as a person. A character can be evil, but still think and act as someone with multifaceted thoughts and actions. I thought that was brilliant. He goes on to compare it to uh, Vincent. Uh, that's uh, Tom Cruise plays Vincent in the movie Collateral. Uh, Star studded. Um, there you go. Thank you, Jay's Wing. Second episode. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so yeah, I th I think that's a good point that and and even that we truly try to make on this show is yeah okay destroying a planet is wrong we're not saying that what we're saying is exactly what cam was just kind of walking through that you know understand the motivations understand the why you got to ask yourself why so you can make your changes we've been talking about this the whole show but you also need to understand the why and the intent and the motivation of those around you one of the other things i do is is uh maxwell disc personality uh, and behavioral analysis, and I would love, love to go into that stuff. Not on this show, because that's way deep stuff. But it's the same stuff. That understanding who you're talking to, understanding your organization, understanding your teammates, understanding yourself is a really the only way. Really the only way to be a successful communicator and be a success in your personal and professional life. So, thank you all. This was really fun tonight. Um, next week, we will be talking about Dartrea. I don't know who the guest is yet, um, but we will have a uh, offline conversation. Cynthia, if you'd like to be on again, and we will make that happen. Uh, I'd love like to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. And I'd love to get on your live again because you're such an influencer. That is a funny TikTok. If you ever find it, weed it away in her list or in the Diva Dad Dana playlist. That's my other account. Um, it's pretty sad actually. So with that, uh, any parting shots? Cool. Zane, you're still frozen with your fingers crossed and I think it's brilliant. <laughs> it is. is. <laughs> Doc and co. Awesome. Thanks for, yeah. oh, Agua. Agua had to jump on in the last minute. What's going on, man? <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it, Agua. Uh, Cynthia, you again, thank you for, for, for everything above and beyond that you, you do for, for all of us. So, all right. Well, I'm Dr. Dana Martin, and this has been the Sith Dominion. Catch us every Tuesday night at 8 PM. Don't forget to like, and subscribe. And you can check us out on YouTube at, at geek news. Now official. You can check me out on TikTok at the Sith Dominion. You can check out at drama llama mama on TikTok, And Zane is at Jay's wings. Jay, Jay's wings. All over my TikToks. I have the. I I tagged you guys in those. So check out those. Yeah. TikToks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, folks, it was great, and we will see y'all next week. And we'll talk about Dartrea. Remember, kids, peace is a lie. Peace. There's only passion. Good night. Night, folks.